once again, it is time. We had a one-week hiatus of turning points. Time to take a trip to the turning point of the sports world. I'm Jake Turner, 30 minutes of outstanding sports conversation. You can tweet me at, at Jake Turner Sport. Want to say good evening to our all our fans out there on Die Hard Sports Radio. This is where you're going to get the best sports radio found anywhere else. Let's jump into it because what a wild weekend we had in sports. I mean, seriously, the Celtics taking the Sixers to overtime and winning it. We had, of course, uh, hockey, which was amazing. We had the Lightning. We had the Golden Knights moving on our feel-good story in the NHL. So that is something terrific to know because, as always, here on Turning Points, today is a good day. Monday, May 7th, 2018. Wow, I cannot believe how fast this is going. Seriously, I feel like I need to get back in a DeLorean with Doc Brown and say, hey, where do you want me to take you? I got to pick a year, but let me figure that out. One year that is one of my favorites, though, was 2003. We had a guarantee back in 2003 that we didn't know about, and those were the best kind of guarantees. My favorite ever are the ones that we don't know about, but we are going to be guaranteed great sports in the making. In 2003 was when LeBron James went into the NBA. And one thing that really got to me, I don't like those guarantees in locker rooms where they go to the press and they say, I guarantee you win, I guarantee this, I guarantee that. One thing that I love about LeBron James against the Toronto Raptors, he knows in his head, that he is going to guarantee a sweep. And it's going to happen tonight. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to sweep the Toronto Raptors. Or maybe maybe LeBron will just say, oh, you know what, Mulligan, I got something to do up in Toronto, and we'll, we'll finish the job there. Look, I am fine with the Raptors, but you know what? This has gone on for six years now. It has got on my nerves. The Toronto Raptors are like the equivalent of the of Jurassic Park 3. Seriously, I had enough of the Jurassic Park movies. I don't want to see another one. So when Jurassic Park 3 came out, I was like, okay, I'm done with Jurassic Park. Finished. So until you tell me that you're going to create a Jurassic World version of the Toronto Raptors, I want this team gone. Why? It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. They are a waste of time. When you had DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter say, Coach, yeah, I'm not coming in for the fourth quarter. Let Kyle Lowry do his thing. What the heck is that? The best player in the world right now you're going against. And you're sitting on the bench. You're quitting. You're Bobby Petrionian it. I know that's not even a word, but seriously, it's like that when he quit on the Atlanta Falcons a couple years ago. But one thing that really makes me happy is when LeBron James does this. They tied this game. Toronto, once again, gets back into this game, and we're having this false hope. And then LeBron, left corner, dives up, back foot, lets the ball go. It was like the ending of Space Jam. He lets that ball go, and in slow motion, you could see that ball, perfect arc, falling into the basket. Swish. Fans go up. LeBron is God again. And it was. I mean, it was crazy. Like, I sat there looking at this in my living room. I was with one of my buddies. We're sitting there. Got the Coronas going. Everything is good. And we see this, and I'm just like, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee that we are going to see LeBron James in the conference finals, and the NBA should be 
gushing over this. They should be sitting back right now, brandy in hand, cigar in hand, and sit back and go, boys, we got some ratings. Last year, the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz, last year, 4.4 million viewers. This year, same time, Saturday night, ABC, jumped up 1.4 million viewers. It's now up to 5.38. You know what was the second place? Hockey. Pittsburgh versus Washington, which is tonight as well. But this is exactly what moves the needle. It's like Tiger Woods with golf. It's LeBron James with the NBA. Plain and simple. We must have LeBron James in the conference finals. Does he win? We don't care. Because once he gets to the conference finals, you're... It doesn't matter if you have a love or a hate relationship with him. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Because you're going to be guaranteed great basketball by the greatest player in the world. And he is. Love or hate him. I don't care about the critics out there. Seriously, if you seriously hate LeBron James, you better give me a dang good reason. It better be like fan hate. It better be like I hate him so much because he is so dang good. And that better be the only reason you hate him. Don't tell me you hate him because of his entrepreneurship or his business or how he wants to do Space Jam 2. Don't tell me that there are people out there, his entourage, trying to get up to the Sixers, trying to get him over to the Lakers. No, that's not hate. That is bitterness. Sometimes in life, you have to get rid of bitterness. Okay, because this is something that we are never... I talked to a Cavalier fan over the weekend. And I told him, I said, I cannot believe how truly spoiled the sports world right now, here on Turning Points, is. That we have the gift to actually go on radio and talk about LeBron James doing another buzzer beater. That's his second one of the series. I mean, are you serious right now? I'm not. He did it with the, against the Pacers. He's doing it against the Raptors. Two series, two buzzer beaters. Can you name a time where we actually had that? That was not named MJ. That didn't was not known as the shot. That didn't have Larry Bird. That didn't have Moses Malone. See where I'm coming from here? That's why I love these kind of guarantees. Because these kind of guarantees, we know something special is going to happen. But the player or the product is not telling us. That's the best guarantee of all. And as long as LeBron James is in the conference finals, the NBA is going to be happy. Now, NBA finals, we could have David versus Goliath. We could have the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Unless the Philadelphia 76ers decide to pull a Red Sox-Yankees, being down three games to none, And coming back and winning the series, which I don't see happening because I just feel like Philadelphia is just too young. They've had their chance. They had their opportunity. They were at the shooting range. They were ready. Unfortunately, they were shooting nothing but blanks in overtime on Saturday. And it's just how it is. When you got out, and I'm going to talk about this for just a brief second. This is Turning Points here on Die Hard Sports Radio. I'm Jake Turner, 30 minutes of outstanding sports conversation. We're talking about guarantees in sports that we don't see coming. But we know in the back of our mind that it's going to happen. I did not expect Al Horford becoming 
becoming Dennis Johnson. I thought it was ridiculous. I saw Al Horford in overtime looking at the eye, staring at the basketball when the Sixers were about to send it in bounce. Horford's eyes stayed on. He didn't care about the player. He cared about the basketball. That basketball was released. Al Horford's big hand comes in, specks it out of the way. He takes the ball, gets two points on the board. Those two points, in my opinion, were that was the clutch. That was the end of the game. Because right there, Al Horford was saying, okay, we don't have Gordon Hayward. We don't have Kyrie Irving. But guess what? Dang it. We got a leader, and his name is Al Horford. And he led the Celtics to that. That was something amazing. Now, here's the thing I'm going to tell you about the NBA playoffs that get on my nerves. I told you a couple weeks ago that the, the NHL playoffs were going to be more exciting than the NBA. Why do I say that in the second round? Because here's the thing. NHL playoffs, the Golden Knights Shark Series ended in six games. The Lightning, that was the only one. The Lightning and the Bruins was the only one that ended in less than four games. Tonight we have Pittsburgh-Washington. We have Predators-Jets in game six. I mean, that should say enough right there. But you look at the NBA playoffs, and the Rockets are playing around with the Jazz, and the Warriors are playing around with the Pelicans. I like the Jazz. I like the Pelicans. But they're not up at that level yet. They're not there. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is a guarantee. Okay, but then, now, fasten your seatbelts, because we're just a few short days away from the Western Conference preview we have been dying to see. But guess what? At the beginning of the year, we didn't know. We didn't know that we were going to be guaranteed Warriors Rockets. We were not guaranteed that. We are going to see James Harden versus Kevin Durant. We're going to see Chris Paul in a conference finals. 75 postseason games for Chris Paul, and he has never been in a conference finals. He's going to be in there. Clint Capella comes out of absolute nowhere to become this defensive machine that nobody can stop. Like, seriously, I, I think he is like an android when he is on defense. It is freakish what this guy is able to do inside the lane and block those shots and keep from making those goaltending mistakes. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. But we are just a few short days away from that. Like, seriously, mark your calendar. We are going to have Rockets Warriors. And then, if the Celtics can pull out their victory as well, then it's Celtics Cavaliers. So think about this. We could have, we could call that David versus Goliath, or we could call David versus Goliath Celtics Warriors, or Celtics Rockets. You know, we're getting the teams that we are not expecting And that is what is really making me happy. We didn't think the Rockets were going to become this gargantuan point-scoring machine at the beginning of the year. No, no, no. We didn't expect the Celtics underneath the great tutelage of Brad Stevens to get Terry Rozier and and and, um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Aaron Baines to play great basketball. We weren't expecting this. Not at all. But we got it. Because guess what? The guarantee was there. We just didn't know about it. And that's what makes guarantees in sports so amazing. 
Because it's not about the fans that say, yeah, I guarantee that's going to happen. No, no, no. It's what the performer, the product says to themselves. I guarantee I'm going to beat Toronto. I guarantee I'm going to sweep the Sixers. I guarantee that Chris Paul will be in a conference finals. We're getting it. We're just so close. We're so close. And I tell you like this, and like I said, I've heard in radio that when you say the word hockey, pretty much your lips begin to pucker. You begin to have cold sweats. Because you say the word hockey and people go, "Ah, I'm not interested in that. I'm just going to say a little tiny bit about it. The NHL playoffs have been, bar none, the best. But nobody's ever going to say it. I just did. All right, so this is Turning Points here on Die Hard Sports Radio. I'm Jake Turner. We have talked about some LeBron uh, pretty much saving the NBA again. Tweet me at at JakeTurnerSport. That game is tonight. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's a sweep. Hopefully I don't have to see Jurassic Park 3 out there anymore because I am sick and tired of watching the Raptors and watching DeMar DeRozan pretty much shrink down like uh, he's in the movie I Honey, I Struck the Kids and Rick Moranis is trying to bring him back to life. It's ridiculous. But what's more ridiculous to me is I always say to myself that there are certain fans out there you just don't need to listen to. And I feel like we don't listen need to listen to Nick fans that are saying right now, our lives are saved. Our team is going to be amazing again. Our franchise is back from the dead, baby. (laughs) Your franchise has been back from the dead. You've just played undead. But you've also ruined great coaches' careers in one to two years, simply. That's one thing. Now, on the surface... David Fisdale being hired by the New York Knicks is a slam dunk in a lot of people's minds. I mean, he coached underneath the great Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra. He was the assistant coach since 2008. He goes to his first season, 43-39 and 39 for Memphis. Don't have many stars except for Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol, but still does something great with them. Does a great job in the press conference. But then Memphis gets cold feet and 7-12 and 12 and he is fired. A 50-51 and 51 record. It's not really something to write home about. Like I said, I like the move, but <laughs> here's the problem. It's the New York Knicks. And this just in, in case you were living under a rock, James Dolan is still the owner of the New York Knicks. The worst sports owner in the sports world is James Dolan. And I know that Mr. Dolan is going to do something really stupid that we don't see coming. Because did a little digging on pro basketball reference. God bless those statistics. Those statisticians are amazing. The last five coaches for the New York Knicks. Jeff Hornacek. Kirk Rambis. Derek Fisher. Mike Woodson. And Mike D'Antoni. And, of course, I have a special bonus for you coming up here at the end. But let's talk about Hornacek for a second. 60 and 104, 37% winning. Kirk Rambis, 9 and 19 in 28 games. That was a fun moment there. Derek Fisher, 40 and 96, 29% of winning. Mike Woodson, that, in my opinion, was one of the 
dumbest firings ever. Oh, boy, was that bad. Oh, was that bad. Three years. 58% winning percentage, and he got them to the playoffs with Paul Hawking, Carmelo Anthony, and they fired him. And of course, we forget about one of the great coaches of all time, the one that took the Pistons to the NBA Finals. The likes of Ben Wallace came to mind, Tayshaun Prince came to mind, Richard Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Larry freaking Brown. 2006, 23-59, and 28% winning percentage. And of course, Mike D'Antoni. 121-167. Folks, I cannot buy into the New York Knicks until the New York Knicks do something smart, which they have not done since 2006. And when they did, they fired the best coach they've had in years. Since Pat Riley, they fired Mike Woodson. Because of one bad season. So... Got you to the playoffs, brought you some good talent in, and now you are pretty much stuck in the swirling vortex of mediocrity here on Turning Points. Remember, this is the turning point of the sports world, okay? And the vortex is very special to the New York Knicks because that is what they are stuck in. They're either not so horrible or they are not so good. They are mediocre. And I like David Fisdale. I truly do. But this does not look good. Because guess what? The New York Knicks' best player is Tim Hardaway Jr. Anybody else out there? Hello? Oh, Porzingis. Oh, no, wait. He might not even play in 2018. Great. So who else is out there? Uh, dude, uh, no, I don't see anybody. I don't see a Chris Paul. I don't see a James Harden, a DeAndre Jordan, a Dirk Nowitzki. I don't see a Jimmy Butler. I don't. I didn't even see a Clint Capella. I see nothing. Your best player is Tim Hardaway's son, and he's okay. But come on, Nick fans, wake up. Your team is not going to become something great unless you get greatness there. And it doesn't even have to be LeBron. It just needs to be a team. And if you could get a team around David Fisdale, he'll be successful. But David Fisdale is not Brad Stevens. He's not going to be able to turn the straw into gold. That's one thing that really got on my nerves. Was that they went, oh, because Brad Stevens is doing so good. Hey, guys, we don't have any players but let's bring in David Fisdale. Yes, because that worked out so well with general manager Phil Jackson, didn't it? Didn't it? Nick fans, oh, wasn't that such a, a good hire? Eh. So, I'm sorry. Welcome to your intervention, Nick fans. You are not ready for prime time until I see something. I need to see players out there that are actually have products, good tweets, and have the ability to, I don't know, generate interest? Just my say. 
All right, it's Turning Points here on Die Hard Sports Radio. I'm Jake Turner. We have been talking about uh, LeBron saving the NBA once again, a little bit of hockey. We uh, talked about how the uh, Knicks need to get a wake-up call. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. There was another ridiculous thing that came out. The odds for the NFL for the 2018. The odds, and this was by Bovada in Las Vegas. And I retweeted this out, okay? Eagles 5 to 1, Packers 6 to 1. This is for the NFC. 7 to 1 Rams, 7 to 1 Vikings, 10 to 1 Saints, 11 to 1 Falcons, 11 to 1 49ers. Wait, what? Panthers 14 14 1 odds and the Cowboys. And you know something this was kind of funny to me. I just retweeted this out. And a Viking fan got all mad at me. And I just sat there and I looked at the calendar. And I looked at it and I went, hmm, that does say May, right? Let me just spell it. M-A-Y, May. Yep, still May. I don't care, to be honest. Now, this guy only did it because I'm a Packers fan. I will not ever take that away say, yeah, I'm a Packers fan, but I'm also unbiased. I don't know if the Green Bay Packers are 6-1 to odds right now. Because this is a very interesting season for the Packers. They got a great defensive coordinator coming in, Mike Pettin, whose worst defense was in the top 10 in five years. He's a Rex Ryan disciple. But you know something? They drafted Jair Alexander out of, Clemps, out of uh, Louisville. They drafted Josh Jackson. They got 35-year-old Tremont Williams and Devon House. And then Kevin King. I don't know what is going to happen in the NFL. But this just goes back to my first point. And it's simply this. Only the people coaching, playing, making the calls know what's going to happen in their minds. We have no clue. I don't know if the Vikings are, but if a Viking fan is going to jump down my throat, I'll just say a couple of numbers to you. 4 and 6, 0 oh and 4, 20 and 39. 20 and 39 is your playoff record as the Minnesota Vikings. 4 and 6 is your conference championship record. 0 oh and 4 is the Super Bowl appearances and you've won none. So I am sorry to Viking fans, to Panther fans, to Niner fans, to Falcon fans. I don't care. I don't care. You've got nothing to say to me. You've won nothing. The Niners haven't won since 1994. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that the team to beat right now in the NFC until September hits is the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it. That's it. Welcome to reality. All right, we've had a great show here. We need to uh, finish it off here. It is time, of course, for my favorite segment, and I love doing it with everybody here. It is the final word. Today's final word is going to go a little bit outside the box here. You know how you meet a role model? You meet your role model and it it could be your boss. It could be a friend of your father. It could be um, just a friend of the family. 
It could be somebody that has followed your career on for years, but they never knew who you were. They never knew who you were until that one night. So Sunday comes along, and I'm sitting at home, and I get a phone call from a lead of mine. And here she tells me that a legendary football coach is going to be at a church tonight. I'm not going to tell you the name of the church, because this is, this is one thing I don't do on Turning Points. I don't talk about my personal life, but in this way, it has to do with what I'm trying to accomplish here. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting to me. Because one thing that is missing since I got to Florida is spirituality. I really don't know the real meaning of it. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll take a look at it. Because my lead has been there. Actually goes to church there. So I was like, okay. So I go to the church. And I'm sitting there in an auditorium in a high school. And I get out the and I get the the pastor's son out there, and the guy is singing amazingly Christian rock. It, it was glorious. And everybody was into it. There was 223 guys there. It was called uh, Man Up, I think. And then suddenly I hear the Notre Dame theme song. And I thought it was a joke. But I looked up, and there is 82 years young. There's Lou Holtz. And I'm sitting in the third row. And I'm looking up and I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, Lou Holtz, is he's right there. He's right there on that stage and he was amazing. I mean, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who is actually one of my professors. And he said that personally and professionally, you should... You have a choice here. My lead, I went to I went to he or she for help, and she and he or she went and said, It's your choice. I made the choice to go do this. And it was very rewarding. I mean, when you got quotes like, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. Life is 10% of what happens to you, and 90% how you respond to it. The guy was saying so many amazing quotes here. I could go out for days. He had rules, and I wrote them all down. There was three that really got to me, though, the best. Can I trust you? Are you committed to excellence? Do you care about me? Trust, commitment, love. Made you think there. But it just got better. So we get out of the auditorium. And I, it was an incredible, it was incredible to me. I go down, they have a little catered lunch and everything. Suddenly I look over to the right corner of my eye and I see this and I see the logo of the church and it kind of looks like something out of Hollywood. I was like, what's going on here? And suddenly the pastor comes up and says, we're going to have a meet and greet with Lou Holtz here. And my, I, I swear to you, I think my heart went into my throat. Because I was like, are you kidding me? I'm feet away right now from one of the greatest football coaches of all time, Lou Holtz. Now, here's one thing that really got to me. I didn't look at this as a professional thing. I looked at this as kind of a personal slash professional thing. So I was like, how can I get that balance? So I got in line. 
and there was Lou Holtz, and I talked to the pastor's wife, and she was very nice, very sweet lady. And she and I said, I wanted to take a little video with Lou. Absolutely. Take a picture, all that kind of stuff. Went up to Lou Holtz. I shook his hand. And I don't know how I stayed so confident, but I told him, like, you know, my my dad is is the biggest Lou Holtz fan ever. And he would love it if you and I, I just made up something here, okay? Because I my I was so all over the place with it. I just said, uh, Lou. I just want you to just, uh, my dad's the biggest Lou Holtz fan ever. Could you just very kindly just say, uh, hi, hi, this is Coach Holtz. Just wanted to say to Tim and Jackie uh, that your son Jake thinks that you're the best parents ever. So I let, and Lou did it. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And I got pictures with him and everything. And I just looked at him as I walked out the door and I saw Lou to the right, left corner of my eye again getting in his car. And I realized another time, another time, because the point is, is that when you do meet somebody of that, of that level of a role model, it makes you think, actually makes you truly think that, you know what? Yeah, I met you, but what if I meet you again? And that's where patience comes in hand. And that's it's the final word. All right, I want to thank Diehard Sports Radio for continuously giving me an opportunity to put my voice out here. You can tweet me at, at Jake Turner Sport. We're back Wednesday, Turning Points Overtime. I got a big time guest coming up. You don't want to miss it. This has been the Turning Point of the Sports World. I'm Jake Turner, and we will see you next Monday, 6 30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the best sports radio known to man, Diehard Sports Radio. See you next time, everybody.